1: in the Los Angeles, 2022.
2: Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I am Angel and Scott slash Sadie Pines. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we used to watch an episode of the Golden Girls and then talk about it, but we ran out of those episodes. So then what did we do, Carrie? We watched the Golden Palace, 24 episodes. Fantastic. So much fun. But we ran out of those. So now, now we do whatever the hell we want. That
1: is right. H. Allen Scott slash Sadie Pines. Today we're doing another Beyond Golden Girls episode where we cover the many film and TV projects that B Betty, Rue, and Estelle did outside of the Golden Girls during the course of their careers. And this week is our final installment of this year's holiday-themed TV and movie projects. I don't think we could have picked a better one to end on. That's true. Than, I agree. The 2003 made-for-TV movie Stealing Christmas, starring Tony Danza, Leah Thompson, and featuring Betty White and her fabulous Christmas cardigan.
2: Now, I, I will admit to being worried that this was going to be bad. Like, I was nervous that this was going to be bad because, you know, so many of the Christmas things we have watched, with the exception of maybe the Mary Tyler Moore one, haven't been necessarily fantastic.
1: So Right. I was, it's been rough. It's been rough.
2: It's been rough. So I was a little a little skeptical, but both of us came into it after we watched like, OMG, I really love this.
1: I texted you. I said I genuinely like this. So So the description of this movie, it's a it's basically a career robber on the run ends up in a sleepy town played by Tony Danza,
2: the one and only
1: played by the one and only under a false identity where he plans to like also rob the people of this town. But then he ends up falling in love with him. It's like kind of like a take on the Grinch. Yeah, but I'm I'm with you based on the poster of Stealing Christmas. I was worried. I was worried. I thought this was going to be a wacky, slapsticky adventure movie, like jingle all the way, because the poster is Tony Danza dressed Mm -hmm. as Santa, but like no beard or hair. And he's trapped in a snow globe and he's making an expression like, oh boy, why me?
2: (laughs) What did I get myself into? (laughs)
1: Exactly. And the title of the movie is this like wacky curls font. Yeah. And I was like, oh no, but the movie was actually really sweet and sincere and there were moments there were story beats that like surprised me I was I know. like oh I didn't I didn't I realize know. that was going to happen
2: You know why Now okay I I will admit I did not cuz I let you do most of the research on this one cuz I was mm-hmm. like she loves this one I'm going to let her do this one But was this this wasn't a theatrical film this was a TV movie right
1: The IMDb page says TV movie so I'm going to assume because it was a TV movie it opened movie.
2: with like a castle rock type opening like a you know what I mean like a film theatrical opening credit scene which I was sort of like did this play in theaters? Like, I for a moment, it seemed like it maybe did, but I don't think it did. With the people who I are mean, in it, yeah. I don't think it did.
1: It feels like a TV movie, but, like, I feel like this movie had a nuance in yeah. the way that the characters were grounded. Meaning, yeah. like... Tony Danza wasn't like, even though the beginning of this movie felt like Home Alone with like, or Home Mm -hmm. Alone 2 with like Marvin Harry, like they're going to rob the department store on Christmas Eve when everybody like around Christmas time when there's a lot of money. But Tony Danza's character was so three-dimensional. Leah Thompson was so three-dimensional. Their relationship felt real. It was Mm -hmm. the type of relationship where he was only going to be there for five weeks. And she was like, yeah this is fun but like you're here for five weeks i like you but we both know what this is and i feel like that is so the opposite of the movies these movies Mm -hmm. tend to do like the garden state thing where like zach braff leaves the airport and goes to natalie portman and he's like i'm gonna give up my life and my aspiring career in la and live in my hometown to be with you and i don't know how we're gonna make it work but i love you yeah and this movie didn't do that they were just like it's okay. if It's fine. And yeah, I loved that.
2: I loved it. You know, it gave me sort of similar to last week. You know how uh, last week – just behind the behind the curtains guys we've recorded this in and we've recorded last week's episode and this week's episode in the same week so for us it is still before christmas but for you it is after christmas so
1: yes and this is also i just realized the last time i'm going to say picture it 2022
2: i know wow. wow we've had we've done so much in 22 i mean i guess we kind of relaunched in 2022 didn't we
1: it was a big year for Hotamella and I. Big
2: year but for L&I. But sorry, and I. continue. Yeah. So no, I well well, let's just on that note, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate your support each and every week. And please tell your friends about the podcast because we are back and we love doing it and we're expanding the Golden Girls universe. And based on your DMs, it seems like you're liking it. But let us know if you are. Um but in a review, maybe. We like reviews. Anyway, uh as I was watching it, last week we talked about even though None Crackers was not necessarily a fantastic moment it Ru was but the rest of it wasn't but it gave me this film gave me that nostalgic sort of like so i i had this thing i was thinking on the other podcast that i do for newsweek parting shot where i have this theory that like now with like streamers and so many cable channels and so many content providers that there's so much holiday content being provided that it almost isn't exciting you know what i mean whereas Back in the day when there were primarily only three networks that were producing Christmas movies or holiday films. And there were only, you know, so many studios producing major films. There was no streamers or anything. You had maybe, like, I don't know, a handful of of holiday-themed stuff coming out every single year. And so it was able to get talent that, like, we know. You know what I mean? It was able to get talent that, like we're familiar with. We're familiar with Tony Danza. Uh, We're familiar with, of course, Betty White. Like we're familiar with the people in this, in this movie. And that kind of makes it an exciting watch, even though it is sort of like a cheesy TV movie. It kind of gave me that feel of like the Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen Christmas movie of like to grandmother's house we go or something. You know what I mean? Where it was just like, I know these two girls, I really like them on full house. And this is going to be a fun ride for me for two hours. Like it was just joy. And now with, like, all the Hallmark movies and all the Netflix movies, it's like, okay, yeah, Lindsay Lohan was great in that one Christmas movie. But for the most part, I don't know anybody in these holiday movies on Hallmark or any of these channels. You know what I mean? Like, they're all just kind of, like, actors that I have kind of seen die on Grey's Anatomy maybe. But, like, that's it. Like, I have no connection to them like I do with Tony Danza.
1: Yeah, I feel like it is interesting. I'm sure that these days so many more holiday movies are churned out but this this movie definitely didn't fall into the trap of all of those stereotypes yeah. that you see in the holiday movies even the posters for so many of those movies look the same it really found a delicate balance of mm-hmm. like kind of feeling like a tv movie but also feeling like a really well written yeah you know movie however enjoyable this movie there i had two my two big issues with this movie one 90 90 percent of this movie was ADR. all of their all of their audio was (laughs) recorded in post these actors spent a full five to seven days in a booth looping their audio with tony danza i understood the scenes where he was santa because he had a mustache and a beard and it was probably and also
2: many of his scenes there was like background noise that was kind of annoying like the train set or like lots of things that where the background noise gets in the way you know what i mean
1: what, what I know, I didn't notice like the train set. What I noticed was there could never be a quiet moment. If Tony Danza was walking away from someone and the shot mm-hmm. was lasting for an extra two seconds, they couldn't just let it be quiet or have music over it. It was always like, oh, gee, why Like he always had to be, hi, waving to the people. Like they just always were adding in this dialogue and post. Like, oh, we can't have silence when he's walking away. We need to put something there. So the ADR, like... Was I a will lot. say it one of lot. my superpowers. I can always tell when a scene has been eighty yard. Always, always, always. I can tell mm-hmm. when a scene has been eighty yard. It is one of my superpowers. Maybe a <laughs> lot of you out there listening also have that superpower. It is a superpower. Yeah. So I was a little distracted by it. The second thing, my big issue with this movie, it suffered from nebw.
2: What is that?
1: Not enough Betty White.
2: Oh yes, I fully one thousand percent. Although. It's not like there's not enough Betty. It's just there could have been a lot more. Do you know what I mean? I wanted
1: her character to be more ingratiated into Leah Thompson's tree farm. Betty White very much just lived in her toy store. Yeah. And I really wanted to see Betty in additional scenes. Christmas
2: store, Carrie.
1: Sorry, her Christmas <laughs> store. Um, But Wait. otherwise, and I... You will see as we get into the movie that I I also, well, we'll wait. I'll get into well, it then. Bef- but yeah, I, before we get do, into the movie. I do have some things to talk about. I
2: do want to talk, because this isn't really related to the movie, but I want to talk about your relationship with the two main stars of the movie, Tony Danza and Leah mm-hmm. Thompson. Like, for me, who's the boss? Tony Danza is just hot. Like, on level. Have you ever seen that man tap dance?
1: I mean, if he tap danced on Who's the Boss, then I did, but I don't recall. I believe he did, but he
2: also tap danced in like shows and live stuff and everything. I once in New York City saw him tap dance at some like show or something. And I swear to God, I swear to God, I almost suffocated from holding my breath. I was like, please keep jumping, Tony Danza. I could watch this all day. Like it, Tony Danza has that effect on me in this film, in Who's the Boss? And even now. As like a senior citizen, Tony Danza is someone that I would be like, you want my car? You want my wallet? Just to hang out for a day? Sure. Take it. Not that he would need that. He doesn't need that.
1: No, but that's, I mean, but that's showing your Tony Danza devotion. Yeah,
2: and Leah Thompson. I will say, I love Leah Thompson. I think Leah Thompson is like, I love Caroline in the City. I thought it was such a fun, cute little show about a cartoonist. Very weird, very weird moment in the late 90s of NBC, mm-hmm. like, didn't really make sense. Isn't she the mother of someone famous now that's kind of like a Nepo baby? Like, isn't...
1: Her daughter's is an actor, yeah.
2: Yeah, who's her daughter?
1: I forget. I but think... Her daughter is an actor.
2: Yeah, she's... Here, she... you, you I'm gonna look, look it up. I'm going to look up the, her I daughter. I will talk about... Oh, I Zoe Deutsch. Up... Zoe Deutsch. Zoe Deutsch. There you go. Yes.
1: Um. So I grew up watching Who's the Boss? Yeah. Um. For a long time, I thought that Tony Danza did the voice of Donald Duck only because that guy's name was Tony D something. And I was like (laughs) watching a cartoon once and they said like the voice of Donald Duck. And I was like, Tony Danza does the voice of Donald Duck. And then I didn't discover until many, many years later into my adulthood that Tony Danza does not in fact do the voice of Donald Duck. But in one of my childhood diaries, I say like, I'm like seven. I'm like my wish is to be able to do Donald Duck's voice, like Tony oh, Danza.
2: I can do Donald Duck's voice.
1: Let me hear it. Hello, Tony. That's terrifying. That- <laughs> yeah, that one hurt. no, you got one hurt. Wait. I can't say any words like Donald Duck.
2: Wait, I can. I, I have to read a script. Hold on. Let me go back to the script. All right. Um, let me go back to the script. Hold on. Oh my god! Stop computer. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> here we go. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have no idea what you're saying.
2: Really? I bet everyone else listening does. Sound off what in the comments, guys. I said, and this is a podcast where we used to watch an episode of The Golden Girl.
1: Now, here's what I heard.
2: Oh, you do a good one. You just have yeah, to you just have to that's, use that's, words around it.
1: I can't. What do you I mean? Can't, do you I mean? cannot.
2: Say hello, I'm I Carrie can't. as Don, Donald Duck.
1: I can't. Yes, I can, can only on. I can only do angry <laughs> Donald you sound like you're're you're, you're, you're ha- trying to hack something I, think I, I
2: think I think I can hear myself saying hello I'm Carrie
1: Well hello. anyway anyway, I bet Tony Danza can do a better Donald Duck than either one of us <laughs> um, So I obviously I grew up you know Leah Thompson for me was like back to the future but more importantly casual sex this amazing mm. weird 80s movie she did with Victoria Jackson. What about Howard the America. Duck? Sex retreat. No, casual sex is not about <laughs> Howard the Duck. Um, but in later years in my adult life, I've been fortunate enough to work with Leah. Oh. Um, she directed episodes of Schooled and oh. either episodes that I wrote or episodes I was on set for. So she and I would sit in chairs together for five days a week. And yes. um, she's positively lovely. I and feel like she
2: wears Joe Malone perfume.
1: I don't. Re- Honestly, when she's directing... And I feel like this is just like with a lot of directors, she's sort of in like no business, like you're so stressed out, like no frills, just jeans, a T-shirt, like a zip-up hoodie. That's well, not going like to stop you from walking the out scrunchies. the door
2: with a little spritz of Joe Malone.
1: I don't remember her smelling like anything particular. It's always mm. a very stressful time being on set. But we had a lot of fun. Yeah. And she was very, very nice and always gave me hugs. And and so, yeah, she's well, great.
2: I wish you would have asked her about Howard the Duck because that's a conversation I want to have
1: i did ask her about casual sex once and i think she went oh yeah with victoria jackson oh boy what happened to her i think she did like one of those kind of things um but that was all i ever asked her about uh anyway should we oh boy we got so much to dive into let's do it we just yeah let's do it let's do it take a b be right back This motion picture, um, Tony Danza and his super creepy Gary. I'm just gonna call him Gary Busey, even though it's not played by Gary Busey, but Tony Danza and Gary Busey are partners. Oh, his co-star,
2: yeah. You're right. His co-star. Yeah, yeah.
1: his co-robber. He's but he's so oh this guy. I hate this guy in this movie. He's a great actor because he's really creepy.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so they're trying to rob a department store, and they basically get caught but Tony Danza manages to slip into a Santa costume that he finds Mm -hmm. and he escapes and he takes the first bus out of town well but he kind
2: of has like a Robin Hood the thing is what I love about this script is that it does that beautiful thing that I love that writers sometimes do where they leave sort of like little hints about what's to come you know what i mean Mm -hmm. little little moments of like this guy actually might kind of have a heart in a way like when he does when he's running out of the department store as the santa and he has that bag of money or whatever and the guy the security guard's like stop drop the bag whatever and all the people are running around him he like cuts the or he throws the money or throws the all the money goes in the air and he runs and he watches all these people go for the money and he kind of smiles and it's like we know that this is a good guy there's it's his something save the cat moment. Yes. It's his save the yes. Cat moment. yes. Yes. And you're going to yes. find out why he's good in the end. But yes. Yes.
1: <clears throat> I don't I, I'm a little on the fence on if he's good or if he's like a sociopath. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> um, so he takes the first bus, bus out of town. He falls asleep. And, and this was in like Chicago. This department store. Yeah. And he wakes up and he has landed in a small town called Evergreen. Mm-hmm. And he gets off the bus and a redhead teenage girl who I guess was she was expecting a Santa. Yeah. Basically is like, hey, come on, get in the truck. You're late, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and takes her to his to her mother's tree farm. And now, who
2: is that redhead?
1: I got so excited. So did I. She, she is one of the McAllister cousins from Home Alone, and she's the one who says... Okay, go I ahead, do you it? want to say can it? I do
2: it? I, I yes, literally sent Carrie a voice message as soon as I saw this, as I was watching. You're what the French call les incompetents.
1: Yeah, she's that <laughs> one. And she's so good in this movie.
2: She's... Okay, Can I? can we talk about her for a second? Because she isn't doing a lot of work now, but she was kind of like a... One of those child actors into early adult actors that I actually, she was sort of like a character actor that I l- actually kind of loved. She was in a fantastic, fantastic Kathleen Turner film right after Home Alone called V.I. Warshawski. I can never say the name, but it's it's she. Kathleen Turner plays like a detective lady, and she's really cool in it. She's jumping around and stuff, and she was in Jerry Maguire too.
1: Don't remember her and Jerry Maguire, yeah. but I believe you. It's been a long time since I've seen the movie.
2: Yeah, I love. I do you want to hear? Movie. Do
1: you want to hear my line from Jerry Maguire? Please. Since you got to do the one from Home Alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rabbits can smell fear. <laughs> <laughs> the human head weighs eight pounds.
2: Anyway, that kid. Wow, I can't believe we
1: grew up to be so jacked. Well, like yes, like, I know. I like, saw. I've muscular. seen. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
2: yeah. Good for
1: him. Um, okay. So um, Tony Danza is basically like he's going to try to catch the next bus out of town, mm-hmm. um, except he runs into Leah Thompson, who's basically like, hey, dude, you're not going anywhere. I paid the agency a full week's pay for a Santa. And if they screw me over again, I'm going to call the cops. Oh, and he hears he hears cops. And he's like, whoa, whoa, there's no need to call. It. Let's just get to work. Yeah. So. Tony Danza, because he, again, arrives in a Santa suit, um, is going to Leah Thompson's tree farm to be Santa. Now, can I, for a moment, talk about the problem with Leah Thompson's business plan? Sure. Okay. So a running part of the story in this movie is that the local businesses aren't doing well because the big box stores are taking away their customers, which yeah. I totally get. Yeah. This is a real problem. I'm glad that the movie is, like, tackling the issue. yeah. yeah. However... When you look at the way Leah Thompson runs her tree farm business, the woman is bleeding money. Yeah. Okay. Point, point one. Yeah. She's spending money on a Santa who's being busted from the city. Yeah. She's paying an agency to hire him out. And also throughout the movie, she's giving Tony Danza envelopes of cash. Mm-hmm. Like this is like literally an old man off the street could yeah. do this job. I initially was like, and where does the Santa stay? But she lets him stay in her barn. So I was like, okay, at least she's money. It did surprise
2: me that there wasn't a Santa in this town because this town feels like a town that would automatically have the one dude who it's does Santa. It's a sleepy
1: little town. Yeah, yeah. So the second thing I was like, okay. You know, you might be thinking to yourself, well, if he's a really good Santa Claus, if you're charging the town folks money to take pictures with him, then maybe you can make that money back and make a profit. Yeah. Except she's not doing that. Tony Danza just sits in the middle of the tree farm and kids come up to him like there's no additional money coming in from Santa. Yeah. And like, it's not like the thing where you hope your kids will come to the mall to see Santa and then you'll spend money in the stores. People are coming to the one Christmas tree farm to get a Christmas tree. They're mm-hmm. not going to not come just because there's no Santa. Yeah. Anyway, I was like, the, she is spending way too much money here. I wanted to just jump into the TV and yeah. and get her a good financial manager. Did
2: you ever have a Santa mall moment? Were you terrified of Santa at the mall? Because I kind of was. No. I thought it was terrifying. That all of these people were lining up for a man in an outfit that just looked way too warm. It just, it didn't, the whole situation always kind of creeped me out, I'll be honest. Even though there is a picture, a very picture that I hold near and dear to my heart of me and my siblings with a Santa. And I look like I'm happy, but I feel like behind that one eye, I was wearing a patch because I was cross-eyed. Behind that one eye is fear.
1: That's too bad, but you were you were feeling your truth and your feelings are valid so
2: yeah thank you
1: yeah so tony danza is santa and we sort of see the fun and games of this like tough italian lug having kids run up to him and sit mm-hmm. on his lap you know because he's like the least jolly person yeah uh, and at the end of the first day he's like this isn't for me and he goes to leave until, until. he sees an armored car uh-huh. pull up to the local small town bank he's got and ideas. He's like, He's got ideas, yeah. So he's like, "Yeah, okay, Leah Thompson, I'll I'll do better at being Santa, and I'd like to stick around." And she's like, "Okay." And they're always like giving each other little looks, like uh-huh. it's like not quite flirting, but they're like eyeing each other when the other one isn't looking. So the that's like what we're setting of up with
2: Leah Thompson so and Tony dancing together <laughs> is kind of hot. But I think I'd say that with the name I of Tony thought
1: that, again. I thought their chemistry was Perfect. fantastic. Perfect. They're acting. They were both so great in this, yeah. and I really do think the writing was great. It's just so much ADR. So um, one responsible thing that Leah Thompson does is she does ask Tony Danza for his ID and social security number so she can pay him through a payroll company, yeah. which is good because then if you're incorporated, you can actually write that off as an expense. But mm-hmm. he, of course, gets a fake ID because he also tells him his name is Oscar when it's really yeah. Jack, but we're going to call him Tony Danza. Yeah. So one day, Tony Danza is wandering around town. He sees a Christmas store,
2: which is delightful, but also ter- a Christmas store year round. What are your thoughts on the existence? Because these exist. There's many of them. What do you think of Christmas Store year-round?
1: I'm into it. I'm totally into it. Yes, because growing up, there is a store, and it's an East Coast store. This is my golden takeaway, but I'll come up with another one. There was an East (laughs) Coast store called the Christmas Tree Shop. And if you're listening on the East Coast, you know this store. And it is... It's kind of like a Home Goods, but it's a little bit more Christmas themed. Mm. But the thing about the Christmas tree shop, this is where you go to oh no, wait. Maybe the Yankee candle store. The Yankee candle store is right next to the Christmas tree shop. Anyway, they just have a lot of Christmas stuff and they're there year-round. And I always enjoyed going with my grandma.
2: I I don't mind it, I guess. It's just something that is kind of foreign to me and feels very strange in a way. It feels like a an antique mall with only one antique. You know, it's 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 kind of, I don't know, I wish it would change and be like a Halloween store in like September, October, and then a Thanksgiving store in November. How cute would that be?
1: That would also be cute. I feel like you'd have issues with inventory. I with agree. This. I yeah. think so,
2: yeah. Yeah, true. Anyway, so yeah, the Christmas stores, he, he stumbles upon it. And who owns this Christmas store?
1: Unofficial Dame Betty White. So... <laughs> Betty White in this movie she plays the kind of same like sweet gentle older woman that we saw in Lake Placid except like she doesn't drop unexpected f-bombs and like overfeed (laughs) baby alligators um she's so sweet and genuine Mm. and she's I love her Christmas outfits in this. Like when we first meet her, she's wearing like a white turtleneck with this blue mm. Christmas cardigan. It's a very Rose Nyland look.
2: It is. It is. It's Rose Nyland at Christmas.
1: Yeah. Should we play uh, her introduction in the movie?
2: Um, most definitely. Hello, anybody here? Hello.
1: It's a train.
0: You've come to the <laughs> right place. I'm Emily Sutton. Hi, I'm uh, Oscar Burton. Oh, no. No, that's not your name. Oh, Mr. Sutton was very particular on that subject. Once you don the gay apparel, you become the great man himself. You become Santa. Oh, Mr. Sutton? My late husband. The shop was his idea. Christmas all year round. He had vision. He wore glasses as thick as soda bottles, but he had vision. Well, um... I just wondered, how, how much for the train? Oh, that's now for sale, just for display. Oh. It was Mr. Sutton's. He loved his trains. Oh, oh, it's a beauty. <laughs> Only 26 of them were ever made. You know your trains, Mr. Burton. Oh, but uh, I'm not Mr. Burton, remember?
1: You're a bit of a scoundrel, I think.
2: I think you're onto me, Mrs. Sutton. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think he was flirting
1: I think he was, too. And I
2: kind of loved it.
1: I love when she goes, that's not your name. It totally reminded me of on the Golden Girls. We know who he is, Blanche.
2: Yes, yes. Santa,
1: how could you? (laughs) I also love the way she talks about her late husband. It's so much like how Rose would talk about Charlie. Just this endearing sweetness in this just unconditional love that you can feel in her I also, delivery. I also
2: loved how, cause you're right. I do think the writing in this is actually kind of good. And there's kind of like a, it's such a cheesy sort of like not double entendre, but it's such a cheesy sort of delivery of being like, he had vision. He wore glasses the size of whatever, but he had vision. And I, it, it really paints a, like a, like a wholesome picture of how she views this man, where she views every, she knows what everyone sees him like and yet she to him is like the love like the most the everything which i love and the and the writing in this scene really does in such a small amount of words paint up this woman's entire backstory. You know this woman's life. You literally know this woman's life up until the moment she meets Tony Danza based on this one minute of conversation with Tony Danza.
1: Yeah, you really do. It's so sweet. Yeah. So um, after this moment, like, Tony Danza goes to the back of the store to help her with something, and he notices that there's, like, a patched-up Wall area. And she says that it it basically used to be part of uh like a side entrance before the bank expanded. Oh so this convenient. wall leads to the bank. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. So he goes and he kind of scopes out the bank. He gets a tour of the safety deposit boxes. And then Tony Danza calls Gary Busey to be like, hey, dude, yeah. we're gonna do this job. I want you to come join me in like a couple days. Um, but here's the rub, and this is where. I don't know. It's fine. I'm going to accept it. The move, this, this one, this part of the movie, I was like, really, this seems a little okay. So the bank manager, when he's giving Tony Danza the tour, he's like, yeah, people aren't really putting as much money in their safety deposit boxes these days because the big box stores are hurting all the local businesses. So nobody in town has money. Mm. So instead of Tony Danza being like, oh, okay, there's no money in this bank. Got it instead of cutting his losses and finding another town to rob from, instead, Tony Danz is like, in my four remaining weeks in Evergreen, I'm going to teach the people of this town how to steal customers from the big box stores and make a lot of money that they will all put into their safety deposit boxes that I will then rob. And like he's making so many assumptions with Mm -hmm. this plan. One, that everybody in town owns a local business that's being hurt by a big box store maybe but also that everyone in town is going to take all the money they make in the next four weeks and put it in a safety deposit box by christmas eve instead mm-hmm. of maybe like paying their bills yeah so like he's making all of these assumptions and he's going to stick around for four weeks that is a gamble tony danza yeah.
2: this is this is maybe an example of like moments in the script that weren't so great <laughs>
1: I was just like, I don't know. I mean, he's taking the risk and I guess it pays off. And the way that they do it is you see people like putting flyers up on cars saying like, come to the tree farm on Saturday. You could win a lottery. Mm -hmm. And others are standing outside the big box store holding signs that say like shop in Evergreen. We have free daycare. And I was like, oh, that's actually pretty good. Um, And what's kind of wild to me throughout all of this is that you can see during these scenes and stuff. And especially with Tony Danza and Leah Thompson, that he's genuinely falling for the people in this yeah, town yeah. while he's literally planning to rob them of all their money.
2: Well, it kind of goes to show that people are complicated and nuanced, you know? I mean, Tony Danza is sort of the ultimate Jimmy Stewart character in this situation in that, like, you know, you understand like, like, and it's a wonderful life. Like, like, this dude has a wonderful life. Sure, he might have a debt problem coming up with his bank. Like sure things might be going bad for him in situations. But for the most part, he has a loving family. He has the support of people in the town. Like he's just he's he's just loved, but he doesn't see it. And I think in this situation, Tony Danza doesn't see that maybe, maybe he doesn't need to be doing the things that he's doing because everything he's been searching for in his life of crime exists in this one town where maybe he doesn't need to live a life of crime. He can just be loved.
1: Yeah, that is ultimately the conclusion he comes to.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um speaking of the people in town, we have to talk about Doug.
2: Wait, which one was Doug? I never remember names.
1: Oh so Doug throughout the whole movie Oh he's you guys... the one
2: who's like doesn't believe doesn't think Tony Danza is like the real deal. He thinks he's like yes. there's something fishy. I liked like Doug.
1: Oh Okay, then I'm gonna like <laughs> yeah, then then let's do a point counterpoint here. Okay. So throughout the whole movie, Doug is a he's the, a family friend of Leah Thompson. Mm-hmm. He's because Leah Thompson's a widow, and he was like friends with her late husband, um, and he's totally in love with Leah Thompson. Of course, um, as evidenced by the fact that he's constantly asking her out, and she's constantly saying like, "Oh no,", no and he like can't take the hint. Throughout the whole movie, he's so suspicious of Tony Danza, even though Tony Danza gives him zero reason to be suspicious. Something like, I don't know, there's something about that guy. Well, I don't he was trust. right, wasn't he? Right. But, like, come on, Doug. So he's saying things to other people in the town, mostly the cop. He confides in, like, the one cop in town. And he's saying things like, you know, I don't like the way Leah Thompson lets these working men stay in her barn, you know, with a teenage daughter and no man around. And that's I'm like, yeah, she doesn't weird. need a man, no, she doesn't. as evidenced by no. this entire movie. No,
2: she cuts down trees. She has knives.
1: So um, later, there's a scene later when Leah Thompson's daughter gets arrested for shoplifting and Doug shows up and he's like, don't worry, we're going to get through this together. And and then like there's another part where Leah Thompson's at the tree farm like doing her books and he just creeps up behind her and starts massaging her shoulders. Yeah. Every time he came on screen, I was like, fuck off, Doug.
2: I, I get all of that. I fully do. I was more focused on the fact that Doug was, in fact, right throughout the entire film about Tony Danza. And if Doug had done something maybe a little bit early, perhaps Tony Danza would have come to his senses and realized, you know what, Doug, you're right. And I think I need to clean myself up. And I think this is the town to do it in. Thank you, Doug, for helping me I think me get that,
1: to that Tony point. Danza needed that time. He needed those four weeks to fall in love with the town.
2: I don't know about that. He can He, he can fall in love pretty quickly. We saw him flirting with Betty White.
1: That is true. But I think, like, who wouldn't flirt with Betty White? So I just want to say one more thing about Doug, because this is the most insane thing that happens in the movie. And I know everyone will agree with me. So
2: (laughs) the people who can watch this when they rent it on Amazon, when they rent it on Amazon. Yeah,
1: yeah, I know. We rented it on Amazon. There might be other ways to watch it. The most insane, and I would recommend watching it. Uh, The craziest thing that happens in this movie, as so Doug, again, his friend is a cop. He's like, I'm going to figure out who Tony Danza really is. Cause I think he's lying about who he is. Mm. So he figures if he gets a photo of Tony Danza, yeah. he can have his buddy cop, send it to the cops in Chicago and confirm his suspicions mm. that Tony Danza was the Santa robber in a, a Chicago newspaper article, Yeah, which I also think is a stretch just cause Tony Danza is dressed as Santa and this, was a a Santa robbery in Chicago. It's a bit of a stretch. It was a bit of a stretch. But the biggest stretch, the biggest stretch of all, is to get a photo of Tony Danza to fax to the Chicago PD. Yeah. He doesn't, like, take a photo of Tony Danza. He goes to a billboard Mm -hmm. at the edge of town that has Tony Danza dressed as Santa with the beard, Uh with the hair, Uh face fully obscured Uh and he stands beneath it and takes this low angle shot from like 30 feet away and sends that photo to chicago pd you know what who, who look at it look at it just look at this santa guy on a billboard low res low angle shot and they fax back a photo of Tony Danza and go, this is your guy. Well,
2: he was what? right. I'm just saying, okay, let me Oops. just say this. I'm going to name drop here, but I was just speaking with Octavia Spencer, Academy award winner, Octavia Spencer. And we were talking about true crime. Cause she has a new show coming or she has third season of her show. On Apple I TV. heard she yes. was
1: obsessed with true. crime. She is.
2: She's obsessed. We talked for a long time about true crime. And there was something that she said that made me sort of empathize a little bit with Doug in that. She said she's right 90% of the time, not because she has this innate ability to be able to discover who the culprit is in a murder or a crime or whatever it is. It's more that as someone who looks at human nature, who observes, who can deduce certain things about people and how people lie and how people communicate and how people carry themselves, she is able to figure out who the likely culprit is. And she's right 90% of the time. That's, al- that's almost a quote. That is literally almost a verbatim quote where she's like, I'm right 90% of the time. And I get that. And Doug was right 100% of the time. Whatever his method of finding out and proving how he's right, you do what you have to do just like Octavia Spencer does what she has to do on her show, Truth Be Told, Apple TV+. Plus. But Doug did it. And he solved the crime. He solved the mystery. I'm just saying. Doug was on to something.
1: I hate Doug.
2: I don't like Doug personally. I would never have brunch with Doug. However, I would probably go to Doug's Reddit and read of his true crime conspiracies.
1: All right. You know what? I need to get the taste of Doug out of my mouth with a little Betty White. (laughs) So let's move on. Yes. So Tony Danza's robber buddy, um, Gary Busey, gets into town Super gross. He makes a comment about like Oof. doing the farmer's daughter. Yeah. I'm like, she's a teenager, you're disgusting. Yeah. Um. So Tony Danza is now on to the next phase of his plan to rob the bank, which of course involves the sweet, innocent Betty White. I hate that he's involving her, but let's mm-hmm. play that clip.
0: Yeah, let's do that. So, <laughs> uh, I've been thinking, you're pretty busy these days, right? Thanks to you. Business has never been better, and not just for me, the whole town. That's the idea. <laughs> I beg your pardon? What I mean is, is, um, I was thinking maybe you could use some help. Do you want a second job? Oh, no, no, not me, but uh, I think I found someone. Uh, hang on a second. Harry, give me. Um, uh, Mrs. Sutton, uh, th- this is Harry. H- Harry, say hello to Mrs. Sutton. Ma'am? Uh, Harry's looking for work, aren't you, Harry? You bet, Jack. Jack? Uh, he, he calls everybody Jack. <laughs> you know, Harry and I worked together, you know, before uh, children's parties, things like that. Harry's really good with magic and, and, and stuff.
1: He's pulling something out from behind her ear.
0: <laughs> How did you do that, I Misspent youth? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've managed on my own ever since Mr. Sutton. But if you think it's a good idea,
2: I think I know just the job for Harry. Yeah, it's well. First off, they're kind of they're kind of bad criminals here because they're giving so much away to this woman. Their names, their, their past. Thick names, though. Well, but she still. He's like he calls him Jack. She says, you know what I mean? Like she's. Even, yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, that was an accident. Well, but still that was leakage.
2: Still, just yeah. In.
1: That's what Octavia Spencer would have called leakage. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I also I we have I like some to think leakage. I like to think that um, Gary Busey was able to do that little symbol magic trick because he's a really good pickpocket, which yeah. I thought was like kind of a fun.
2: But this moment is sort of where <laughs> the the all the action that's been culminating up to the end, big moment where they're going to rob the town because Tony Danza has like helped the town make all this money over these these four weeks. And now they're hatching their plan to get rich. But Tony Danza yes. is not fully on board.
1: He's not fully on board. So the job that he ended up getting Gary Busey was well, it was funny cuz he dressed Betty White dresses him up like an elf, which yeah. is really funny. And he's going to like hand out candy canes to the kids and he offers to restock her back room after hours. Mm. So of course Not a euphemism. No. <laughs> no, like, no. No. No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh so he's he's chiseling away at her wall. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to get into that vault.
2: Okay. okay. <laughs> get into her safety it, deposit box. I started and... it. And I, went, I did too much. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> Lick those sweet bills. Okay. Ah! So, no, we don't talk about the women that Betty way. Betty would love it. No, um, Betty would
2: love it. She if, would love of, it. Of she all the ladies, Rue and Betty would love it
1: um so yes you're right tony Dance is is not on board anymore there's a moment where he and leah thompson go out on a date it's Mm. like genuinely sweet
2: yeah
1: um the daughters are like did you kiss yeah it's and i also love their relationship the mother daughter like they were able to like have that open dialogue Mm. and i didn't even write down any of their conversation basically it's just like Coming out of that date, he realizes that, like, he doesn't want to hurt the people in this town. Yeah. And that, you know, it's never too late to kind of give yourself a second chance. I Yeah. Guess. So, um, so he goes to his buddy. He goes to Gary Busey and he's like, look, we're not going to do this job. Let's go to another town. And his friend literally says, like, if you don't help me rob the people of this town, I will kill Leah Thompson and I will kill her.
2: <laughs> See, now that's a real criminal. That's why that's this is the this is it. Tony Danza is not an authentic real criminal in the sense that like he's soft. He's soft. This guy. This guy's bad news bears. This guy is a real criminal and is dangerous. Warning.
1: So they're planning on robbing the bank on Christmas Eve when the whole town gathers in church for this Christmas Eve service. I'm so nervous for you. Leah Thompson's daughter sings in a choir. What do they sing? They only sing one song during Mass. I'm
2: stepping back from the microphone so I don't anger Carrie.
1: They sing,
2: Oh Come, come. Don't Sing It. They
1: sing, (laughs) Oh Come, All Ye Faithful. I just said it last week. I just said it. There are so many amazing Christmas songs. When I go to church with my mom back home, they always sing Silent Night. That is a beautiful number for those little candle lighting moments. Yeah. Why do they have to sing "O oh, Come All Ye Faithful? Why do they have to sing it in Nuncrackers? I don't understand. The song should have been buried in the rubble that Mike Brady escaped from. That song should be put <laughs> into a vault, you like know what? bank vault that they break into, and it should be forever hushed.
2: You know what I think should become a Christmas song? It's not a Christmas song at all. But I feel like it should be a religious Jesus Christmas song. It's Cher singing, You Haven't Seen the Last of Me from Burlesque. Because, like, that's basically Jesus' message.
1: (laughs) It is. I'll be back.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, right?
1: (laughs) Three days, 3,000 years, you'll never know. You'll never
2: know. But you haven't seen the last of me.
1: Okay. All right. Let's see if we can swap it out for I'll Come All You Faithful on every Spotify Christmas playlist. <laughs> um, so Tony Danz, so Gary Busey is robbing the bank. Tony will go to stop him. The cops show up and the McAllister cousin, the redheaded daughter is like, no, 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 no. Like you don't understand. It's not him. And Tony Danza is basically like, yeah, yeah, no, it is me. Like yeah. arrest me too. Yeah. So then we see Tony Danza in small town court because he waived his right to a trial by jury. So it's a judge giving the verdict, which I'm glad that they explained that because that is a real thing that you can do. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad they weren't just like, eh, F it, because some of these movies are just like, whatever. But they explained it, which I I liked. But first, the judge allows the victims to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, But like not the victims of the attempted robbery, like the owner of the bank. But he means the victims of Tony Danza pretending to be oscar santa claus like basically everybody in town and all of these people say really nice things about him and again if this were a hallmark movie Mm -hmm. a lifetime christmas movie the judge would have been like it seems like you've done a lot of good in this town and so you know that's you know i'm gonna waive your sentence because you actually i can tell you've learned your lesson and you seem like a nice guy yeah Even though everyone says nice things about him, Mm -hmm. Betty White says nice things about him, everybody does, Leah Thompson does, Tony Danza says, look, I was going to steal these people's money and their dreams. Whatever punishment you give me, I deserve. Yeah,
2: which is, like, again, signs that he is a good guy.
1: And this felt very grounded. So the judge is like, okay, he's like, I find you guilty. He's put in a jail cell. And then the next thing you know, it kind of like dissolves. And now his jail cell is kind of like decorated and there's mm-hmm. stuff in it. And it says one year later.
2: Yeah one year I mean that's I mean yeah he was in
1: prison for a year it seemed like he was I like in the local incredible. jail didn't it, didn't it
2: kind of feel it seemed
1: like a local jail cell but then what he walked out of that looked like prison oh
2: wow hard knocks. like
1: not not the jail cell at like the precinct but yeah. like an actual prison with like the giant fence yeah with the place. walls
2: very Shawshank Redemption walls. yeah
1: so um so he gets out of prison he's yeah. like carved and a wooden train and gives it to one of the guards doesn't
2: he look hot when he's leaving the prison I mean there's just he something did. about just criminals.
1: So he walks out, <laughs> and it's snowing outside. He did. He looked really hot. Yeah. It's snowing outside, and he's, like, walking for a little while, and a red truck pulls up, and yeah. it's Leah Thompson and her daughter. Oh! And they're like, they're like, hey. And it's Christmas time. Yeah. And they're like, hey, uh, we didn't hire a Santa this year. Are you uh, in? And he's like, I'm in. And he gets uh, in the truck, and they drive
2: away. Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great if the daughter pulled up and she was like, "You're what the French call les compétents
1: Yeah, and then just speeds off and slush just kicks up into your face. Bitch. I and that's the movie. That's the and movie. I I was like, you know what? Wow, there were so many moments where I was expecting this movie yeah. to kind of take. I don't want to say the lazy way out, but like the kind of surface level character choices and attitudes and decisions that i feel like a lot of these movies can fall into the trap of yeah. but again the fact that you know leah thompson and tony danza's relationship we didn't even get into some stuff where like there was a point where she she knew he wasn't who he said he yeah, was because
2: of the name thing she and he, right. he even had like admitted and he her- told her his yeah. real name yeah. like
1: it's so but in a weird way it, it just feels so real it
2: does and there's something about i mean i I have never really lived in a small, small town, but like I had my family's from small towns and I know small town in Missouri's and stuff. And one of the things that I think a small town is, is like, sure, everyone knows each other, but also people often go to small towns because like they're getting away from something that was a headache in another town. And if they're new in town and stuff, and and my mom did that a lot when she was a kid because she was adopted and moved around a bunch. And it's kind of like, in a weird way, I feel like people in small towns just kind of, accept that as like these are just unique people coming to this town to have a simpler life and let's just invite them in and welcome them it's very Gilmore Girls
1: it's also very um Sleeping with the Enemy you know where Julia Roberts she starts over in this small town nobody's very welcoming of her I quite enjoyed that
2: I did too until oh that's a good movie oh Oh, if only Mm. one of the girls was in Sleeping with the Enemy Mm. B. Arthur could have been like her grandmother
1: Yeah, she
2: could have. It wouldn't have worked, but yeah. (laughs) Should we take a break and come back with our golden takeaways? Yes. Ah, We are back with a golden takeaway, which is a nugget of truth or inspiration that you can apply to your life or the lives of our listeners. Carrie, What's your golden takeaway from this wonderful episode?
1: Well, my golden takeaway was going to be that the Christmas tree shop should really lean into the Christmas year round vibe even more. And I was going to put out a call to any listeners. Like if you know anyone in the corporate world of the Christmas tree shop, please Mm. pitch this idea for me. Mm. They have to lean into it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, That was going to be my golden takeaway. But I think. Maybe my golden takeaway is just to watch this movie. It's, you know, and and hey, here's a good tip. If you have Amazon Mm. and you do like Amazon Prime or whatever, if you here's how you can watch this movie for free. Oh. If you order something on Amazon and you choose the ship date, that's like (sighs) the latest one. Like order toilet paper right now. Order paper towel, Something you know you're going to use, but you don't need right now. Then, when you choose the latest possible ship date, especially right now, because it's the holidays, they'll give you like a $3 credit. Oh, yeah.
2: And this is $3.99 to rent. So I didn't
1: pay for this because I've ordered stuff and I. Every time you do an order, you Mm. can just do separate orders and you rack them up.
2: Oh, yeah. And then
1: you can watch this TV movie for free because I I think it was only $3.99 to rent.
2: I never use my rewards. I have like an Amazon card or something and, of course, an Amazon account. And I order so much through Amazon and stuff. I have, I checked the other day, like over $1,000 in Amazon money that I just have not used.
1: You could rent this movie every 48 hours (laughs) for the next – 30 years. I know. I know. Or you could just buy it once and then you'll have a lot more money. I'm going to
2: buy a computer or something someday. Uh,
1: What is your golden takeaway?
2: My golden takeaway from this is I just want everyone to go and Google pictures of Tony Danza. Because I feel like if you, I mean, I feel like our listeners are very familiar with Who's the Boss. I think that was probably within the realm of the Golden Girls sort of fandom. Um, And people probably know it. But if you don't, if you're younger and you don't know Tony Danza... Trust, and if you're homosexual, or if you're a woman, or if you're anybody who appreciates beauty, handsomeness, manliness, masculinity, but also kindness, go Google pictures of Tony Danza. There's one in particular I'm thinking of. You'll know it when you see it. That's my wow. Okay. I'm gonna look for that one. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> wow, everyone, this has been a blast. Yeah. I hope you all had such a great. Uh, holiday and this is our last one. Happy, of 2020.
2: happy New Year! I know.
1: Happy New Year to everyone. Wow. Like, wow, I feel like our golden takeaway should have been like better. What, <laughs> like, what we thought of. I mean, I don't do New Year's resolutions, I don't either. So.
2: I don't either. I mean, I try to, but like, I don't. Um, but no, this has been like I said at the beginning of the episode, this has been such a fun year of doing this again, relaunching. I mean, we had done it up off and on oh, since we stopped, but like, it's been nice to kind of be back in different ways and do different things and stuff. And there's so many great things to come in 2023. We're very excited. So we hope you stick around and maybe tell a friend or two to come join the party.
1: Yeah. And then I guess we'll see you all in 2023. That's so Ah! wild. Ah! Ah,
2: Getting closer and closer, closer and closer. Well, guys, we are, of course, a part of Hoo-Ha-Ha, as you know. So go check them out. And you can follow us on all the socials at Golden Girls Pod on Twitter, as long as it exists, Out on the Lanai Official on Instagram, Golden Girls Pod on Facebook. And I am a John Scott, Scott <laughs> slash Sadie Pines on everything. I do know my name.
1: You do know your name. And I'm Squidzy on Instagram and Squid Eat Squid on Twitter. And if you have a moment, please rate and review us wherever you get the podcast, because the more ratings we get, the more the show will get bumped up and the more the people will discover it and join our community we have Golden Girls fans.
2: I think we should do a um a different kind of and as always, remember. So this time, Happy New Year, Gary. That's what you need oh, to say. Okay, okay. And as always,
1: Remember, Happy, new, Happy year! new Year! And stay golden.
2: <laughs> yeah, stay golden in the new year.
1: You are